Thank you, Lord. 
still have a move of God we can still have church even if there was two of us in here it's good to be in the house of God again I know there's a lot of people who are amen afflicted with different Viruses, bugs, whatever they may be, but hallelujah. At least there's a few of us here that are holding down the fort anyway. Praise God. And it's almost to the point where, and I feel like uh, I don't want to miss the opportunity to be in God's presence. Try to be here, amen, so that I can, amen, just take advantage of everything that he has for me. That's the reason why, praise God. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Praise God. And the Lord still is on the throne. Amen. Amen. Got a lot of... text before church and a lot of them were saying they weren't going to be here to keep me in prayer. I said, oh yeah, we'll pray for you. Praise God. We'll keep you all in prayer and we'll pray for you. We'll believe God. Go through certain things and amen. I'm glad that we have hope 
I'm glad we have a Savior. Yeah. I'm glad we have a healer. Yeah. Amen. And I'm glad we have the victory. Yeah. Praise God. And there's so many, been so many things, I guess, uh, that I have uh, been, uh, how can I say it? Feeling in the Spirit, feeling in the Holy Ghost, and obviously God is doing the work as He always is, and stirring us up, and moving. It's just beautiful when we can um, experience the presence of God like we do when we come in here. It's, it's awesome. I mean, and uh, as Sister Melissa says. It's something when you can feel the presence of the Lord the way you feel it when you're up here. Amen. I mean, it's like uh, plugging into, amen, that current, that mm -hmm. that current that's right, connected to the throne of God. And you come up here, and man, I tell you what. Yeah. So we're definitely mm -hmm. blessed to be able to experience that. And God could impart His spirit upon us and amen that anointing praise God because the Lord's going to do some great things amen. through that anointing yes. through that anointing that we we have he's going to do some great things and as I was sharing with with the all the men Monday evening, you know, we you just cannot deny the presence of God the way we feel it in this place. I mean, it's it's uh, it's really beautiful and it's it's powerful. And uh, the thing is, just coming to that place where we can come into, Amen. The 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 liberty. And the fullness of it, the fullness of it, where we can be, it would be good for us to be overwhelmed by it, to be overwhelmed by the Spirit of God, by His presence. It would be good for us to be overwhelmed by it. That's what we need. We need a good outpouring. Amen. Our cups need to run over. Amen. That's the kind of experience that we need. And I believe that, that that is what the Lord wants to do for you and I. So we got to keep, we have to keep ourselves in that place where God can, amen, make that contact with us and anoint us and give us that power so that we can, amen, we can do what God wants us to do. We can fulfill, we can minister according to the ability that he gives each and every one of us it's important for us to to understand that and uh, amen come to that comprehension of who we are in christ jesus turn with me in your bibles tonight and uh to the first book of thessalonians hallelujah amen 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 and there was another, well, 
We'll start there, I guess. We'll start there. Thank you, Jesus. It's nice to know we're heading into spring. Amen. Almost all the snow is melted off of our yard. It's just a few piles here and there. But you can see the grass. Well, it's not green yet, but it will be soon. And uh, I woke up early uh, yesterday morning and I was going into the bathroom and I, I stopped by uh, the bedroom that's next to ours and peeked in there to check Sandy out and she was sitting there. She was awake and this was probably about maybe 6.30, 7 o'clock. And uh, I noticed that usually she's always just kind of nestled in that corner and she's just laying there relaxed. But she was sitting up, but her head was up and it was kind of back toward the window. And I was thinking, what do you hear, Sandy? And obviously she could hear the birds outside in the trees chirping around. <laughs> I said, oh, you hear the birds. But she was like, where are those voices coming from? So I said, well, yep. I said, well, spring's almost here. So, Amen. You get to hear the early birds in the morning. Beautiful time of the year. Beautiful time of the year. Amen. So we've got so much to look forward to. And uh, what the Lord wants to do for, for us in this in this work and and uh, this ministry, your families, praise God. It's going to be something. First, Thess uh, First Thessalonians chapter one. Did I give you a chapter? Okay. First Thessalonians chapter one. I will begin with verse number four. Knowing, knowing, brethren beloved, your election of God. Knowing, brethren beloved, your election of God. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. Amen. And something, obviously I believe that sometimes the way the scripture is written, it just kind of helps us to, it directs us, it illuminates us, it helps us to understand. And the way Paul expressed it here, uh, go with me, keep your finger there in First Thessalonians, but go with me to First Corinthians 
chapter 1, the first chapter of 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse number 2. Look what he says here. He says, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, look what he says, called to be saints, called to be saints, with all that in every place, call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. So he he says here that we're called <clears throat> to be saints. Called to be. I was I was being uh, directed by the Lord. Of course, this has been something that He's laid on my heart for the past few days, and just something that I, you know, that I've had on my, in my mind and on my heart, and something that I believe is really important for us to come to an understanding of. There's a reason why the Apostle Paul. When he spoke this in the the first verse that we read in Thessalonians 1, when he said, no way, no way. One word, but there's a lot of uh, direction in that word. No way. No way. Brethren beloved. Your election of God. Knowing your election of God. So so we see here what he's saying here. Knowing our election. Uh, I'm going to read to you out of the Amplified the same passage of scripture that I just finished reading to you. And he says, O brethren, Beloved of God, beloved by God, we recognize and know that He has selected, chosen you. So He has selected and He has chosen you. Now, now listen to this. He said, for our preaching of the glad tidings, the gospel, came to you not only in word, but also in its own inherent power. Listen to that. Its own inherent power. And in the Holy Ghost, with great conviction and absolute certainty. 
So we see here what Paul was saying when he was talking about what God called us to be. Called to be. God called us to be somebody, didn't he? He called us to be his. He called us to be a royal priesthood. He called us to be a holy nation. He called us to be a peculiar people. He called us to be holy. He called us to be saints. And that word has so much that is, uh, you know, when we speak about he's called us to be saints. And that's what Paul was saying in 1 Corinthians, the passage of scripture we read. He's called us to be saints. Somebody who is obviously sanctified and prepared to do the will of God. Amen. Sanctified. Remember what it is he's given us in our experience of, amen, the, the born-again process, the born-again experience. Always remember that. We have been born again. Or as the correct translation should be rendered, we have been born from above. To be born from above. In other words, we're born again. We're born from above. We're born because the Holy Ghost was poured out upon us. The Holy Ghost came down into our dimension. Our environment. So as a result, you know, that's why it's important for us when we pray. And we always admonish everybody here when they come up to the altar. Don't be looking down. Look up. Because that's where the Holy Ghost is coming from. Holy Ghost is not coming from below. It's coming from above. So look up and what does the Bible say? Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. There's not anybody, praise God, that he would uh, not give the Holy Ghost if they don't want it. Hmm? If you want the Holy Ghost... You're going to go after it. If you, if you want the Holy Ghost, you're going to, you're going to pursue it. Amen. You're not going to stand back and you're not going to make any kind of effort to get the Holy Ghost. If you really want the gift of the Holy Ghost, you're going to go after it. Amen. You're going to pursue it. And that's how it all begins with us. And when it happens, that amen, supernatural, phenomenal experience of being born again. That process of salvation. So we become sanctified. Sanctified. Paul said it in, in, and I'm paraphrasing here. He said it in this sense. Sanctified for the master's use. Sanctified. He could take something that was defiled. He could take something that was sinful. Amen. Amen. And he could make it his Mm -hmm. by the work of sanctification, by the born again experience. 
being washed in his blood, being washed in the blood of Jesus for the remission of our sins, taking care of that, amen, that problem of sin in our life to totally wash away, re remit our sins so that, praise God, that won't be an issue for us any longer. Amen. So as long as we realize and believe that, amen, in the name of Jesus Christ, there is the remission of sin. That's why it's important for us to be baptized in Jesus' name, isn't it? So when we're baptized in Jesus' name, we're going to receive remission of sin. God's going to wash away our sin. Amen. We're going to become clean. We're going to become, amen, whole. And so that the work of sanctification, and Paul was talking about that. He said, such were some of you. I'm speaking out of... Uh, First Corinthians 6, 11, and such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So we're washed, we're sanctified, we're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. In other words, amen, we are, are qualified. Amen. How many of you believe you're qualified? Amen. There's this little passage of scripture that elude to that and give us understanding of what has taken place of what it is to be born again. That's why, you know, I know, praise God, we, we minister it and it's something that we preach and I don't believe anybody can be saved other than being born again of water and of the Spirit. Amen. Uh, filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That's that's Bible. And that's what Jesus said for us to do. Amen. And that's how, amen, that we are able to experience and we're able to enter into, amen, the kingdom of heaven. We have entered into that covenant as a result of us obeying his word and because of that we we amen become his where we belong to him because amen we have been washed we have been cleansed we have been bought with a price and so here it is as paul said giving thanks unto the father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He has made us meet. In other words, what that word means. He's qualified us. Amen. All because you and I took that step and we believed the gospel. Amen. The gospel. Amen. I wonder how many times... You think about it, the Apostle Paul, he preached to a, a lot of Jews and he preached to a lot of Gentiles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Obviously, he, pre he even preached to the Praetorian Guard in Rome. Mm -hmm. The Emperor's Guard, he preached to them. Didn't hold back on anybody. Amen. Preached it like it, like it was. Preach the gospel to them. 
But obviously because it meant something to him, he realized. He realized the, the power of the gospel. He understood it fully. That was the very thing that changed his life and made him, amen, the, the man he was, the apostle he was. And you know what he said? You know what was his testimony? He said, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of God. Amen. Everything I have ever experienced in my life, and he was an educated man. He was an educated man, but he said, I count that all but loss so that I might know, what did he say? The gospel. Amen. That I might know the resurrection. That I might know his death. That I might know what it's like to be able to really experience the gospel. Amen. Of Jesus Christ. And so that's what he said. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. To the Jew first and then to the Greek. So obviously he understood that even in that alone. That amen. Nothing could compare. How many of you believe that? Amen. How many of you believe that? Yeah. Nothing can compare to that experience. Amen. You can't ever say you really live for Jesus unless you've been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because that's, where, that's what Jesus commanded us to do. Amen. So once you obey the gospel, and that's what Paul realized and understood, once he realized that, he said, I'm not ashamed of it because it's the power of God unto salvation. Amen. Amen. So here we are. We're called. We're called to be. Amen. Called to be. We're taking on a whole new status now. We have taken on a whole new status. Huh? Yes. <laughs> Scripture says in Psalms 51, 5, it says, We were born, we were shaped in iniquity. In, in sin, our mother conceived us. Mm -hmm. yeah. We were born into this state. We were born into sin. Right when we were conceived, we were born into sin. The power of sin that, amen, was... Passed on to all of Adam and Eve's, amen, descendants. We were born into it. We had contact with it. And so we knew what it was like to be shapen, shapen in sin. Sin basically dictated the way we lived and the way we thought, the way we walked and the way we talked. Everything we did was because sin, sin was there. And sin kept us from God. Amen. But thank God for the gospel. Amen. Because it set us free from the power of sin, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So because it set us free from the power of sin, guess what? We, ha we, we have come to that place where, where, amen, that we, amen, our status, mm -hmm. our spiritual status has changed. Amen. And our spiritual status has taken on a new nature. Yeah. Now we are not anymore living in sin walking in sin now we are living for him Amen. walking for him 
taking on a new status. In other words, <coughs> excuse me. In other words, we're not the same person we used to be. The old man is dead and buried. There's a new man walking in your shoes. How many of you know there's a new man walking in your shoes? Praise God. Don't forget that. Because a lot of times the devil would like to tell you that's not true. But remember, you obeyed the word of God. You did everything according to the word of God. You followed his instructions. You humbled yourself. Guess what happened? Amen. You were filled with the Holy Ghost, weren't you? Yeah. Amen. You were filled with the Holy Ghost. You were baptized in yeah. Jesus' name. So obviously, we know the gospel is true because we have experienced the power of God, but we also have experienced something else. We have come into the place where we have gained entrance into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Woo! That's, that's the reality of our experience. Amen. That's what he's called us to be. Called to be. But we need to be more aware of that. Not aware of who we used to be. Huh? We need to be aware of who God has called us to be. And we see that. So we understand that because... Because God did this for you and I. You know, I think about that. Knowing, knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God. Knowing. In other words, Paul said, hey, remember, paraphrasing, remember what God called you to be. Not who you were. Amen. Huh? Amen. What he called you to be. A saint. You're a spirit-filled human being. A Holy Ghost-filled man, a Holy Ghost-filled woman. Praise God. You're spirit-filled. So it's not anymore your carnal nature. Are you listening? It's not anymore your carnal nature. You used to walk in your carnal nature. Before all this happened, you were a carnal person. You were fleshly. You were full of lust. You were, amen, you were dictated and dominated by sin. But God took care of that. And now he's filled you with the Holy Ghost. So you're not a carnal, sinful person anymore. Now you're a saint of God. That's who God called you to be. A spirit-filled saint of God. That's what Paul said, knowing, knowing. How many of you know you have the Holy Ghost? Shouldn't be a guessing game. If you speak in tongues, you know, hey, praise God, I've been liberated, I'm free. 
Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, for our gospel came not unto you in word only. Didn't just come in word only, but he said, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost. In power and in the Holy Ghost. Think about that. That's the that's what God called us to be. That's the Amen. The dimension, that's the experience. He's called us to be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. I was sharing this with the brethren the other night. Our thinking is the way we uh, interpret that about the kingdom of heaven and eternal life. We say, well, that's what we're going to experience when we're raptured out of here. The ultimate. That's true. That's, there's some truth to that. But did you realize something? Right now, we have the kingdom of heaven abiding in us. Amen. Huh? Amen. Did you realize that? We represent. What, what, what did Paul say? What did Paul call, call us? He said that we were ambassadors. We were ambassadors. An ambassador is a representative of a country they belong to. When they're in another country other than their homeland, they're representing their homeland, they're representing their country in another country. So they're a representative. He said he called us ambassadors for Christ's sake. So we're ambassadors. We represent the kingdom of heaven. How does that work? Well, we've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. So we've been, because we've been filled with the Holy Ghost, we have become ambassadors. Now we represent. Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. We're unique in a way. I said this before. I just want to run this by you again. I just want to stir up your minds. We're unique in a sense. We're really unique people. People don't realize this. You know why? Because we have dual citizenship. Dual Amen. citizenship. Amen. <laughs> huh? Amen. <clears throat> we're from this world, mm -hmm. but we're also from another world. Amen. <laughs> because of our born-again experience. <laughs> so we have dual citizenship. But the citizenship down here doesn't take preeminence or priority over, over our citizenship up there. Our citizenship up there should be the very thing that people see in us. Thank you, Lord. Because I don't want to represent humanity. <laughs> there's, there's enough representation of humanity. And just like Brother Gary said, it's pretty gross. They don't even know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. What they are. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Why am I saying this? This is something important. This is something that we have to come to an understanding of. As Paul said, knowing. Knowing. I'm glad there's some Life in this place. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 
I'm glad there's some spark in this place. Amen. There's some fire. Yeah. Huh? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad that 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 ember's burning. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Because what would it be if it wasn't? How lifeless. Yeah. How cold. Yeah. Huh? How empty. Praise God. Amen. That's why it's important for us to keep that fire burning. Yeah. Amen. 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 Keep them embers burning. Let them burn. Jesus. Keep the life. Keep the life in the body. It just seems like we're, we're, we're just, uh, amen. How can I say it? Sometimes it's almost like we're, 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 Getting by. Yeah. By the skin of our teeth. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. We're making it from one victory to another. Yeah. Survival. Mm -hmm. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. You've got to stay prayed up in the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Are you listening to me? Yeah. You got to keep your salvation intact. You got to yeah. seek out your own Salvation with fear and with trembling. Because if you don't do that, guess what's going to happen? You're going to fall just like everybody else. Yeah. Amen. You're going to be swallowed up just like everybody else. Amen. That's why it's important for us to praise God, to do what we can. Amen. Knowing. I know I would probably get pretty bored if there was no life in this church. <laughs> Be honest with yourself, you would too. It's like we, 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 you know, that's the thing we, we, we fight against. That's what we battle is, <clears throat> amen, the, the carnal, the carnal things. Some of us have, you know, there's a lot, a lot of them that have escaped sin, but it's not so much just to escape sin, it's to maintain the Holy Ghost in your walk. Yes. To give you, amen, that, that strength and that life in, in the Lord to be able to live for Him. Amen. Because if we don't allow the Holy Ghost to have liberty in us, like the Bible says, if we don't have the Spirit of Christ, we're none of His. God selected you. Make no mistake about it. Thank God truth has come to us. Amen. But here's the thing. The church. The church needs to be. The very body the very entity that God called her to be. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. We, can't, we can't allow the church to, amen, compromise and amen. go back into right. that place just like everybody else. Yeah, amen. Amen. Yeah. We've got to maintain and we've got to, amen, have such a testimony that, amen, all they can see is the power and the life of 
the spirit of God in us. Because that's where that's where it's at. Think about this. Paul said something that's really interesting. In 1 Corinthians 4.20, he said this. He said, for the kingdom of God <clears throat> is not in word, but in power. <laughs> you think about that. It's not in word, but in power. Of course, he was dealing with those that were in the Corinthian church who were obviously there was sin that was there that shouldn't have been there. And he was trying to deal with that. And he was he was speaking to them and and Proving to them that, you know what, whenever there's, and I'm paraphrasing, whenever, whenever there's fighting and whenever, whenever there's division, whenever these things are, amen, there and they exist in the church, he said, are you not yet carnal and are you not babes? Because if you were in the place with God that you needed to be, you wouldn't be that way. There wouldn't be any kind of, you know, issues. There wouldn't be any sin. Wouldn't be living in that, in that uh, realm of carnality and sin and ungodliness. You, you're, you're supposed to be filled with the Holy Ghost. So if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you're going to be able to manifest the life that God has given you. I'm just telling you what he was saying to the church there. So he said, whereas there's, there's among you uh, there's among you division and all this, he said, are you not yet carnal and are you not yet in your sin? How many of you can remember how many of you can remember what it was like to have that kind of thinking, that kind of mentality? Huh? Some of you younger saints, you probably don't know, probably don't understand. Once the, once the Word of God begins to work in you, that's why it's important for us. That's why I'm glad those of you that made the church tonight, you're here. <laughs> you, you know why? Because the whole process of salvation, when you come to church, and when you humble yourself to the Word of God, guess what happens? Whether you realize it or not, you sitting there, you know what's going on? The Word of God is sanctifying you. Sanctify them with thy truth. Thy word is truth. Yeah, amen. So every time we come to the point of hearing the word of God and we're listening and we're learning and we want to know, we want to pursue what the word of God is speaking to us. Guess what happens? That work of sanctification. You notice that when that happens, the process is this. Amen. That as you grow and as you apply the word to your life, guess what happens? You don't have issues with sin no more. You don't think about backsliding anymore. Are you listening to me? You don't think about going back into your old ways anymore. You know why? The word of God has gotten a hold of you. That's why it's important.
The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. It becomes real. It is manifested. It becomes evident. Now here's a here's something interesting. Here's a good interesting. When that happens, how many of you have ever tried to better your life without God? I've tried. Huh? I was, I, yeah, I was a drug addict. I did all that kind of stuff. I tried. I tried to sober up. I try to give away, you know, give up my drug. Guess what? And, and you know, <clears throat> relapsing and having those delir delirium tremor, tremors and all that. Pretty soon, I just go right back to it. But every time I tried, you know, I lasted. I think the longest I lasted was about a month and a half. But man, my body was saying, mm -hmm. "You know what I'm talking about." Amen. We tried on our own to do that. We always seem to relapse and go back. You know why? <clears throat> we didn't. We weren't looking for, for God's help. Amen. We were trying to do it on our own. Yep. Because we were dead in our sin. We were dead to God, and we were living in sin. We could not span that gap. That sin put between us and God. Even though we tried. Of course, we never, you know, here, here's the thing. <clears throat> took me to hit bottom before I finally realized, hey, I need some help. But everything before that, it was just, I was trying to do everything on my own. I, I didn't even have God on my mind. I wasn't trying to look for his help. I was trying to do it on my own. That's what a lot of people try to do. They try to do it on their own. Do it without God. Guess what? It's never going to happen. Amen. You're never going to bridge that gap between you and Him. The only way that's going to happen is if you ask Him into your life. Amen. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so when you call upon Him, when you pray, guess what happens? Then He hears you. He comes and He intervenes. Okay? But here's the thing I want you to understand. You heard the gospel. You heard about his death. You heard about his burial. You heard about his resurrection. And you believed. You believed. I know he can, I know I can be saved through him. So what did you do? You obeyed. You repented. You died out to your sin. You were baptized in Jesus' name. You were buried in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. Then after that, you received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Death, burial, and resurrection. Guess what happened? Guess what happened? You overcame. Huh? Something happened to you where you didn't have that issue of giving in, of surrendering. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Of being, amen, dominated or dictated 
being under the dominion and power of sin and Satan, you didn't have that issue anymore because God set you free. And the only reason why you overcame was this, because he filled you with the Holy Ghost. Amen. So because he filled you with the Holy Ghost, you know what he did? He imparted eternal life yeah. unto you. Yeah. So when you speak in tongues, huh? Yeah. you're speaking a heavenly language. Yeah. So you have experienced eternal life. You have God has filled you with the Holy Ghost. He's resurrected you from the dead. Amen. From your sin. And now you're living for him. Amen. So he says, Kingdom of heaven is not in word, but in power. And see, that's what you and I have right now living within us. If we could ever come to that understanding of it and uh, realize what we have in the Holy Ghost, there's, there's, there's reasons why that the Apostle John said that. He said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Yeah. And he's talking about the Holy Ghost that you have. Amen. He's talking about you being filled with the Holy Ghost. And you know what that is? That's eternal life. Amen. Go with me. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we have a little time here. To First John, chapter one. Look, look what look what John says here in First John chapter one. I'll let you get there. He says, verse number one: That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon. And our hands handled of the word of life. Does everybody see that? Amen. A real experience. He's recalling the experience. He's recalling of what it was to be able to experience eternal life in a person. You ever think about that? He's talking about Jesus. What they have seen, what they have heard, what they looked upon, he said, what, what our hands have handled of the word of life. Who's he talking about? Jesus is the word of God, isn't he? Amen. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The word of life. In other words, he's talking about him. How God revealed eternal life 
through Jesus Christ. If that's not true, why did he say that at the end of First John chapter 5? Why did he say that? In verse 20, 21, he says, Amen, that they might know you, know thee, the true God, Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. He said, this is eternal life. So because they knew Jesus Christ, they knew eternal life. Why? He, amen, eternal life was manifested in him. Amen. Eternal life was revealed in him. Hmm? Amen. That's what the scripture says, doesn't it? Amen. The Son of God has come and given us an understanding that we may know him that is true we are in him that is true, even in the Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. So John is testifying here. Man, we've seen it. We've touched it. We've handled it. We've heard it. Amen. The word of life. Look what he says. Then verse number two. For the light was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That eternal life. So what they experienced when they see, you know why I say that? You know why I say that? You know why I say when I talk about eternal life? Guess what happened? Look at Jesus' ministry. First thing he started to do was what? Heal the sick. Cast out devils. Can you imagine that? We get a little picture in the Gospels about everything that he did. Even raising the dead. Amen. We get a little picture. You know what that is? That's eternal life manifested. Amen. Why? Because in the kingdom of heaven, there's no such thing as sickness. Yeah. In the kingdom of heaven, there's no such thing as death. Amen. Huh? Amen. In the kingdom of heaven, there's no such thing as deformity. No. Are you listening to me? Amen. In the kingdom of heaven, there's no such thing as devil possession. Amen. So when he came, guess what? He brought the kingdom of heaven with him. Eternal life was in him, and he began to minister, and they seen that life manifested. Amen. And they called it eternal life. Woo. So let me tell you something, saints. This is why I say we've got to wake up. Because every time we come in here and we worship and we call upon the Lord, guess what happens? The Holy Ghost Amen. descends upon us and we can feel the presence of God. Amen. We can feel that heavenly virtue. Do you know what that is? That's eternal life. I often say this, and we, and we, everybody, anybody that's ever experienced that, we come in and we can feel. Even those who are backslidden, even those who are lost, they, they, they I, I, I tell you what, I, I'm up here when I'm up here on the altar, when I'm on the platform, when I'm worshiping or, or helping to lead worship. I look out at people, and I don't watch people. I don't stand and look and stare. I don't do that. But every once in a while, I'll get a glimpse, and you can tell people. You can tell the Holy Ghost is dealing with people. Holy Ghost is moving on people. You can see it. They, you know that they can feel the presence of God. You know what they want to do? Obviously, they want to go like this. But for whatever reason, they hold back. But you know what? They know the presence of God is real. Not any one of us can do that to a person. 
We cannot do that to a person. Only God can do that. But when we ever going to wake up that we have God, the presence of God in this place, when we come in here, we call upon his name. Eternal life begins to move. Where is it going? Move me away. When I, when I first came into the church, I'm glad. I'm glad the Lord led my wife and I to the Liberty Apostolic Tabernacle. I'm glad he didn't take us to any other church. Because when he led us to that church, let me tell you something. That church was in a season of revival. Huh? That church was in a season of revival. They were in a season of revival for several years. And because of that, man, the move of God was so powerful. And we've seen things when we walked into that place, and we've seen things. I, I've seen things I've never seen before in my life. Walked in there, you know, and I, I received the Holy Ghost prior before that first revival a few months. I received the Holy Ghost, and amen. I tell you what, the Lord was doing the work in me, but, you know, there was still a part of me that, oh, man. You know, I was still, uh, uh, people are talking about miracles. I've got to see it to believe it. Guess what happened? And it wasn't just one miracle, one service. It was numerous miracles, the first service. Numerous miracles, the second service. Numerous miracles, the third, the third service. Numerous miracles, the fourth service. Numerous miracles, the fifth service. Numerous miracles, the sixth service. Numerous miracles, the seventh. And it didn't stop. It just seems like it just began to intensify. So that you knew God was going to do something. I never realized this. I never realized this. After all those years of, amen, walking with God, it was just, it dawned on me. You know what that was? That was the manifestation of eternal life. Amen. 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 Ooh, yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I believe in eternal life. Well, yes, you, you might be waiting until then, but what about now? Here comes Jesus, or here comes John the Baptist. And there he comes and he's preaching repentance. He's preaching remission. People are coming to him, the Pharisees and the Sadducees all started coming to hear his message. And you know what he told them? He told them, he said, hey, you need to repent. That's what his word was. Read it. Matthew chapter 3. I think it's verse number 2. You need to repent. Why? He said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know what he said? The kingdom of heaven is right near you. It's so close to you. You don't realize how close the kingdom of heaven is. You need to repent. Jesus said the same thing. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's right here. What were they talking about? 
Oh, we, we look at just as a religious leaders in that day, they were looking, they were trying to try to figure it out. They, they were trying to use their reasoning and thinking, oh man, it's not a physical kingdom because that's what they were looking for. They were looking for a physical kingdom. They didn't realize it, meant it was a spiritual kingdom. And that's what Jesus was talking about. That's what John the Baptist was talking about. It's a spiritual kingdom. Amen. Let, let, Amen. Me, let me say something to you right now. I want you to realize something. Did you realize the spiritual is more real than the material? Amen. So that's why we experience that in, in, in man. When your eyes are open and you see how real God is. And I never realized it. That was eternal life. Yeah. That life was manifested. Ooh. How many of you believe me? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Here's the Lord talking to me. Here's the Lord speaking to me. and Say, hey, come on. Wake him up. Wake him up to the reality of my kingdom. I'm not just talking about up there. I'm talking about down here. Thank you, Lord. One thing, and, and I don't mean to deviate for, for, for anything, but and I don't think I'm deviating, but you think about it. <clears throat> you think about it, and, and Jesus... In, in, in the Gospel of John in chapter 3, you don't have to go there, but we talked about it. Whosoever, amen, he said that. For God so loved the world that whosoever, uh, that, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have what? Everlasting, Everlasting life. So that means, guess what? That means you and I. Guess where it starts? Right now. It starts the minute you're converted. Not, to, not when you get up there. Yeah. How could you get to eternal life when, if you don't have it down here? Right, right. Yeah. There's a reason why. <laughs> it, 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 it blows my mind. My mind's been blown since the day I received the Holy Ghost. That's why I don't have much of a mind left, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but the reality. God just kind of waves. Gives you a little wave of the Holy Ghost. We feel it. Ooh, ooh, ooh that was good. <laughs> Little, little, you know, outpourings, if I want to say it that way. Paul said, the earnest of our salvation. The Spirit is the earnest. You know what that word means? A down payment. So every time you and I feel... And we experience an outpouring of the Holy Ghost like we have been. You know what that is? God saying, hey, this is a down payment. This is the earnest of your salvation. 
I'm pouring upon you the spiritual. You can feel it. You're getting the down payment. We're getting the dose of it. I ought to be like the mindset a lot of people have. When you give them free money, give me more. Come on, come on, come on. Give me all you got. Let me tell you something. God will do that for you. Yeah. Gives you a little advance. He gives you something that's free. Guess what? Yep. Amen. We could have it. So, so here it is. Our experience. Except a man be born <coughs> again. <coughs> excuse me. He cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Except the man be born again of the water, of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom. You cannot enter. You cannot have access to the kingdom except you're born again. Makes me wonder what all these other folks are experiencing when they haven't obeyed. Because you need that to access the kingdom of heaven. Yep. <clears throat> what are they experiencing? Obviously. So here we are. We have access to it. Your experience of being born again. Woo! I always remember Jacob up here preaching. All you young brethren up here preaching. Just waiting for that moment where a man, boom! Holy Ghost will just take off in you. Yes. Huh? Look and see what happens. Yeah. Because that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to experience Remember what the Bible says, the word of God, the kingdom of heaven is not in word only, but in power, in power. See, that's the difference. We have access to the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Think about that. I know there's been some people praying and uh, people seeking God. It's something. I always remember when Brother Gerritsen was teaching us on prayer. Teaching us how to pray. Simply put, prayer is talking to God. Having a conversation. You talk to Him. You bear your heart to Him. Amen. You go to Him. Even when you're not in need. Just have a conversation. 
just stop and just, you know, it's something. To me, this is, and this is me, this is just myself, this is me, this is my walk with God, this is how I feel, and I know he's everywhere, I know he's there, I know he, he sees everything, and just to be able just to, you know, talk to him, just to have a conversation, may not be something really deep or anything like that but just to be able just to have a conversation with him just to just to exchange some words just to let him know of course he knows already bible says he knows our thoughts already he knows what's on our hearts he knows everything about us but when we can have that kind of relationship with him where we can just you know always be that close to him And just, you know, converse. Tell you what. Jesus was teaching his disciples on, on prayer. In uh, Matthew chapter 6 and, and verse number 9. And you, you, you hear him and he was saying, After this manner, therefore pray ye. Our Father which art in heaven. I've heard so many things about how people have taught on this prayer, but I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I'm just going to point out something here. <clears throat> he says, Hallowed be thy name. How great is your name. How holy is your name. Now look what he says. He said, when we acknowledge and first of all, we need to acknowledge him. That's the whole reason of calling upon him. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Then he says, thy kingdom come. Now I've heard commentators speak this way on this prayer. And they always reference it to the coming of the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. Which I believe, yes, that's that's partly true, but that's not the whole truth. Because if you if you if you go and you read to, to the latter part of, of <clears throat> the the prayer there in 13, he talks about he talks about for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory. Yes. When he comes to sit on his throne during the millennial reign of Christ, his kingdom is going to be established. But guess what? He's telling us to pray for his kingdom to come before that. Amen. Thy kingdom come. Yep. Let your kingdom come. Mm -hmm. Let it come. How many of you are praying for the kingdom of God to come? Amen. You know what we need? We need more of the kingdom of God here. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Amen. Huh? Let your kingdom come, let your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So just as it is in heaven, let it be in earth. Amen. Let your will be done. Amen. Obviously, Jesus understood that because look what he came, look what he did. Woo! Boy, did the kingdom of heaven come. Boy, was the, the will of the kingdom of heaven done. 
God giving them a little dose of what eternal life is like. So he talks about that. You read, you read that, and he talks about that. And um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. For us to be able to make that that connection, for us to be able to recognize that Jesus was saying, uh, go with me to Luke chapter 17, and I'm. <clears throat> Have a few few more passages here. Just hold on. Just bear with me. And and, and in verse number, <clears throat> look what he says. Verse number twenty. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, "The kingdom of God cometh not with observation." So obviously, here's a question the Pharisees asked him. When is the kingdom of God going to come? You know what? They understood the Old Testament. They understood that in the Old Testament it talked about the kingdom of the Messiah coming. They understood, obviously, if they understood that it was a millennial reign, maybe they did. But they asked him about the kingdom of God. When, when the kingdom of God was going to come, because that's when the king of Israel was going to return. So that's the reason why I said, when's the kingdom of God going to come? You know what he said? The kingdom of God isn't coming by observation. You can wait. You can wait and you can wait. He said, doesn't come by observation. They were looking for signs of the kingdom to come. But look what his answer was. He said, neither shall they say, lo, here, are low there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. My, my, my. I need to, I need to quit listening to news. As I, you know, I, I try, you know, listen to news and I hear something on news, man, I just kind of get, get perturbed, I get frustrated, I get, I hate to say this, but I get angry. As in, under my breath, I say, oh, I wish I It's like the Lord says, be careful now. Don't let that get a hold of you. Don't let that bitterness get a hold of you. <clears throat> but they're trying to change all kinds of laws in this country. Not for the good. And I thought to I thought to myself, man, it's getting bad. But then I was reminded, hey, you know what? I'm a part of another kingdom. I'm a part of another country. That's a lot better than this one. Far better. So I shouldn't get so frustrated. And I'm glad I belong to that kingdom. That kingdom is a more righteous kingdom Amen. than this kingdom. Amen. So I thought about that. My, my, my. So he says, the kingdom of God is within you.
Yep, I remember. So you think about that. The kingdom of God is within you. If you have the Holy Ghost, you know what you have? You have the kingdom of God within you. You have eternal life. That's why we're, we're able to overcome. That's why when we pray for people, it's coming to that point now where we just need to put our faith in what God has said he would do through us and just believe God because we're going to see some things happen if we line ourselves up. As Paul said, knowing my beloved brethren, knowing your election of God, <laughs> knowing what God called you to be and what God called you to. I'm almost done here. Just bear with me. John 14 is my last scripture verse, and look what Jesus said. It's amazing. He says, he says in John 14, verse number 12, he says, <clears throat> now let, let me back up just a little bit. There's really a good conversation here, but I'll just deal with just a portion of it. Verse number eight, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. So what he's saying there, Lord, show us the Father, that will be sufficient for us. Show us who the Father is. We want to know who he is. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? <laughs> he that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? I can just paraphrase it. Come on, Phil! Been hanging around you for these past three and a half years. You still haven't gotten in. Huh? Still haven't opened up your eyes. You don't know who I am? Yeah. He said, he said, Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Very obvious. Why is all this happening? Eternal life. Because he's filled with the what? Eternal spirit. Believe me that I am in the Father, the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. 
Come on, Philip, if you can't put it together. <laughs> That's kind of like some of us in here. If we can't put it together. Yeah. Yes, I know we know who Jesus is. I know that. But here's the other part we can't put together. The kingdom of heaven. That's in this place. Huh? We can't put it together. The kingdom of heaven that is in this place. That's why Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. In other words, Jesus said, Hey, you are going to do greater works. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Saints. My, my, my. The Lord, he's intending. I mean, to me, it's very obvious. I know. I know already. I just, no guesswork for me. His intentions are very obvious. That's kind of where he's directing us. Almost like herding a herd of cattle. He's got that goat out. He's saying, hey, come on, go that direction. Uh, here we are. We don't like the golds. But he's saying, hey, come on. You're, you're, you're this close. You're this close. You're this close. Let's put it together. Knowing, therefore, brethren and beloved, your election. God called us to be saints. That's what he wants us to be. Thank you very much for your patience. Amen. Let's not forget the lunch sale Friday. And I believe whatever's left on the uh, list for donations, they're going to get that together. But we would welcome anybody's assistance and help. We'll see everybody. God bless you. Have a good evening.